I got this hat for like next to nothing. Would it really have mattered who won as per these hats? Rugby wrap up brought to you in part by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The pig and whistle, the world's best rugby pump, and lean and limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Rugby Odds, starring former WWE champion John Bradshaw Layfield. God's gift to rugby, gift a bailout of the Gift Time Rugby Network, and featured guest Nate Osborne, interim head coach of Old Glory, D.C. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back. You know, I know that uh, we got uh, maybe some confusion about whether the show would continue when the Major League Rugby season ended. But, hey, we're we're about covering bets and rugby bets across this globe. And while my colleagues, John Bradshaw, Layfield, the WWE legend, a.k.a. Johnny Spoons, and Gift A. Bailu, Rugby's Gift to Mankind, a.k.a. The King, along with Old Glory DC interim head coach Nate Osborne, flitter about in the green room, let's just clear the air. We are indeed plotting on winning you money by giving you picks and invaluable entertainment on the Rugby Odds, TRO. So with that, we are going to talk about the Major League Rugby Shield Championship match between Rugby New York and the Seattle Seawolves with exclusive footage. But we'll also talk about the international test matches that are upcoming. But first, let's bring in the guys from the Green Room. And we are welcoming in Nate Osborne, the interim head coach of the Old Glory DC squad or so we think, and John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE legend, a.k.a. Johnny Spoons, Gift A. Bailu, Rugby's Gift to Mankind, a.k.a. The King, and yours truly, the winner of this year's TRO Picks Contest. A.k.a. Monkey Parts. Show everybody <laughs> your head. Leprosy. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's enough of that. You're like two generations from walking on all fours is what you are. You're evolving backwards. Takes one to know one. Does oh, it? that's great. Next time, try Oh Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> First order of business, we have a statement to read from TROHQ, uh, the Rugby Odds headquarters, and it is this. Due to a violation of the show's rules, John Giltini, Bradshaw Layfield, and Gift Gilgroni, a Bailu, have been disqualified from picking the 2022 Major League Rugby final, leaving Matt McCarthy as the lone champion of the TRO season. Thank you. I've got a statement to read from John Giltini Layfield. <laughs> How about that? Okay, that's your reply. Typical, not I'm sorry, not yeah, I did. Just point fingers or give fingers. Right, John? Is that your MO? Yes. <laughs> Gift yes. Gilgroni says, I expect nothing less from the Jersey man. I expect nothing <laughs> less from fellow Jersey man. Fellow <laughs> from Jersey. the one fellow. Jersey man. Buffalo Jersey. Jersey. All right. So Nate, welcome back. You you blew us off left last week. You left us at the altar uh, in a typical kind of MLR coach personality diva way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. you had a great run as the, uh, you know, at, as the skipper of D.C. You, you got yeah. them. They were a much more exciting team. And then you went up into Canada and smoked our enemy. Yeah, it was good, for all glory with the red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue. It was a great, uh, great experience. Great eight weeks. I uh, a lot harder than I thought it was going to be going in as an interim coach. I, I thought, you know, I had a plan to go in there and flip it on its head, and uh, it took a few weeks to to really get to know everybody and really get some of the stuff that I wanted to go get happening happening. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I thought it was. Uh, I was proud of what I did. I thought uh, the boys and the and the other coaches up there, you know, Cully and James, uh, the owners, uh, everything they have up there is great, and uh, you know, they, they should be set up for some success in the next coming years. Is it weird when you have to go <laughs> into a new locker room of naked men? Yeah, it definitely is, and you know, that's that's part of the. Uh... Would you ask him an intelligent question? No, this man, this man, he can't make an intelligent Orleans. answer. New What's Orleans went down. Shut up while I'm talking. This man went to DC. DC went up. He's the greatest coach Facts. since Vince Lombardi. Maybe Facts. his greatest Vince Lombardi. Okay. Show him some respect. Well, you bald-headed buffoon. <laughs> That's Mr. Bald-headed buffoon to you. You're so unprofessional. What are you in Maine or something? Is that where you are golfing? Yes, today? I'm in Maine. And I'm golfing, okay? And you know what I like most about golfing is you got these little golf balls. They look just like your head, okay? <laughs> They're not hollow like your head. And I like getting a big club and hitting this golf ball as hard as I can because it reminds me of hitting your head. It just doesn't have leprosy on my ball. Let's talk about the final. Rugby New York winning the MLR Shield. Nate, you and I called this before the season started. The other Stop right there. No, no. Nate no. called it. You just followed pathway that you always are going to do anyways. Nate called this. Nate like. made a prediction based off of an analysis. You just defaulted into New York and it's work in their favor. You are so... <laughs> Bingo! Agreed. Agreed. Just to, just to <laughs> quote you, Gift, petty. That's what you are. Petty. The power of petty. Gift de Belu. His real kingdom is starting to fade. And he's got his crony, his henchman, John Giltini Bradshaw Layfield, right in step. The king is accurate because the king is a wise king. He's the wisest king since King Solomon. That's how wise he is. He's as great as Charlemagne. He conquers like Richard the Lionheart. And you are a peasant. Talk to the king with respect. You pick New York every single week. Every single week. They can have three players. Who play. won Richie the championship? McCall, 2008 All Blacks. You go, oh, I think Steve Lewis is the greatest coach ever. He's going to win somehow. The only reason you pick New York is because you're a suck up. Or because I'm really good at what I do. Sucking up. Yes. Yes. Sucking up. <laughs> you know what, Gift? You have sunk into such a, a lower <laughs> level now that you've been associated with this buffoon. No offense, John. You copycat. I called you a bald buffoon. What do you do? Oh, you're a buffoon. Oh, yeah. You're I'm rubber, you're glue. <laughs> Let's go to analysis of the match from one of the professionals on this uh, panel. Nate, what did you make of the of the final? Mate, it was a, it was a good game, actually. Even though Seattle scored early, it, it felt like New York were just always just keeping the pressure on it, keeping the pressure on it, and then uh, Seattle broke. From the start, New York, New York probably had the best team on paper going into the season, and down the stretch, their big guns really stood up. You know, it's got to be tough for Seattle, but, you know, also, that you know, they were out of the playoffs, you know, two weeks ago, and then get called in and go on a bit of a run like they did, and they played some great rugby down the stretch as well. Just the whole atmosphere, I think two years in a row, like we had, 
the final at the Coliseum and the, the final at Red Bull. Like I think the the league's putting on a on a showcase for the finals, and I feel for both years, and especially this one was a great one. I don't know how many they had in there, but it looked like it was uh, a fair few fans in there, and it looked like a fun atmosphere. There were two point seven million in the stadium. That's awesome, mate. That's great. It seats about thirty five million. Uh, thirty five million. So it looks small, but it was you know it's New York City, baby. We go large. That's what I'm saying. Nice, beautiful sunlight, 12 o'clock in the day. Uh, plenty of time to celebrate after the win. I'm sure the New York boys are still going. Yeah, I was out with them for a while, and I was like, I got to get out of here. Otherwise, oh, I'm going to be... name dropping. Stop <laughs> it. Didn't I this didn't say Dylan you. Fawcett texted me. Here's the butcher. The butcher. I told it. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't drop any names. I didn't say the guy Bolton let me come into his box during the match. I didn't drop the owner's name. So many jokes. So many jokes. <laughs> How's that humble pie taste right about now, Gift? Is it different in Brazil? Your face. One, I predicted rugby New York on this one week to get it. All I need is the one week. I don't need to have a full year. I just needed one week. All right. Number two. All right. I outdid Rucky. And number three, you didn't win. At best. Tied. You heard the statement. You heard the statement from TROHQ. You heard it. Nobody, nobody, nobody cares about management. All right. All right. Nobody cares about management. Apparently, apparently you two don't care about laws or rules. You don't care. There's only what's on paper. We saw it already done. Isn't your association with the Gronies? Didn't it get you in enough trouble right here on this very show? I get it. I get it. And you know what? Seattle got their storybook movie entrance and it ended like Friday Night Lights. Same exact way. New York, hey, congrats. At least they went in a legitimate Eastern playoffs with nobody having to be removed to be, you know, eligible or competitive. And I even said last week, while I do not think their offense is particularly that flashy, the defense is rock solid. And the defense did exactly what we expected. And shout out to Andy Ellis, then winning stuff. John, <laughs> he brought up Andy Ellis and you don't need LA for a Hollywood script ending. When you're hammered the next time and you find yourself in a tattoo parlor, which Rugby New York player are you going to get tattooed on your calf? Yeah, because I have so much ink on me, dummy. You don't have them? No, we all know where you have them. You know why? Because when you got drunk last time, you tried to crawl up <laughs> and you saw my tattoo back there, a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, it took us a roundabout way to get there, but all right, let's take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to pick the international... Yeah tests. We'll be right back. Looking for your next vehicle? With Shee's Easy Search, choose from over 3,000 new and used vehicles. Shop, trade, or buy online or in-store. We make it easy with our award-winning service. It's easy at Shee.com. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. And we're back. And gentlemen, we are tasked with a new job or jobbed with a new task. We are going to pick the international test matches. And we're going to start with Team USA, who hasn't played in about 25 years, welcomes in the French Barbarians. They've got Louis Picamol. They got Francois Trindur. They got the uh, Rochelle number nine out of the top 14. Nate, you know more about this stuff than these two. So why don't you give us some insight on what you think about this match? Mate, yeah, I was uh, like you, Matt, surprised at uh, some of the quality players that they're bringing over. But I will say that French rugby in general over the last few years has 
is growing and it's getting better and better. It's going to be a tough one for the Eagles. I know that they're, uh, they've been in camp for a few weeks, but I know that they've got a lot of players that are still, you know, they were just trickling in after the season was finished. So I think the French Barbarians will win by about 15. Yeah, the spread is minus 14. So that's a pretty accurate call. The USA is getting much better. They play hard. They run hard. They score a lot of points. They give up a lot of points. I don't think they can match up physicality, though, with the French. I think they're bringing too physical of a team. The French are going to come over and roll them boys. Yeah, and for what it's worth, we, we still have so much work to do. In terms of expecting a win or competitive play or really strongly entertaining play, this isn't going to be it. Hopefully it gives some lessons and they're able to sort and filter out some of the the players in the Eagles pools so that we can see what we can do for World Cup qualification and and close this thing up. I'm going to pick the American team, Uncle Sam's team in the red, white, and blue playing in the great state of Houston. Houston's not a state, sir. The great state of Houston. (laughs) Don't interrupt me when I'm on a roll. The great state of Houston where the French are going to come in and sweat their off in that humidity with all that booze coursing through their system because they are going to go out hard on Thursday night. They're going to get faced. Gary Gold's going to have the guys ready to go. And on American soil, the Americans are going to put up a good fight, ultimately lose by the 14-point spread. That was the most xenophobic rant I've ever heard. (laughs) That was unreal. All right. Next up, we got another international test match. But before we get to that, we're going to take a quick break again. Rugby Now, delivering premier brands to players and coaches. Our quality and heritage make for a winning presentation. Your orders are guaranteed same-day shipping. Drop by our online store and follow us for exclusive content. RugbyNow.com We're back. And as promised, we're not just talking MLR on this TRO thing that we got going here. We're talking the international tests that are happening on the other side of the pond, including the one for the Ella Mobs trophy. Nate? Uh, yeah, the Aussies versus the English. Mate. Oh, yeah. look at you. You got it. <laughs> the convicts versus the, uh, the <laughs> other convicts. Uh, <laughs> the jailers the jailers versus the convicts uh, mate it's gonna be uh it'll be interesting i know that uh england just got bashed by the barbarians and everyone puts a lot of weight behind that uh but at twickenham at twickenham and yeah. the barbarians were down to 14 guys for much of that match yeah you can put a lot of weight behind it you could say that uh, Aussies should come out and win uh but i also know that how close these games always are um I think the Aussies are playing better rugby. If you watch uh, Super Rugby, you saw all the Aussie teams uh, playing a lot better this year. So I think that they're, they're, and there's some younger guys coming through, which is finally starting to happen. Uh, I think they've been uh, sticking to the same group of guys for a bit too long. And I think you've got to start to see some uh, young stars coming through. I think uh, the Aussies will win. Uh, I think it'll be close. I think they'll win by six. Aussies by six and the spread. Again, you're showing your knowledge here, my friend. If you get some pants, we'll cover it up. You got Australia minus four and a half. Eddie Jones came in like he was a savior of English rugby. Turns out it didn't need to be saved. And that style of that hardcore tough style where you're training these guys to death may not be working. I think he's now in the bubble 
and I don't think that uh, that magic is working anymore. I think it's a fairly matched team, but I think uh, Australia is going to be the better side in this. And Hey, don't worry. I got this. Don't worry. I got this. There's been that progressive movement since the World Rugby gave him the injection of money to be able to kick back in. There's been a great youth movement that has occurred under for Australia Rugby Union. You've started to see better and better competition and better and better players. Nathan mentioned it. The Dave Rennie era? Yeah, Dave Rennie's been a big help. Like getting Darren Coleman back down to the Waratahs from the Guiltinis last year. He did a great job down there. But to the point, as I was trying to say before rudely interrupted, I think Eddie Jones has been over, has been overhyped, overrated. The Japan experiment was a completely different element than what's happened here in England. And I think Australia, they want to show their, show drop their nuts a little bit on this England team to just continue on forward. So give it out to Australia on this. I'm sorry. Did you say that a Louisiana oh, uh, expression? Drop Australia their nuts? wants to drop its nuts on England to show out what they can do and take over the Pacific Oceania area that New Zealand is decidingly wanting to give up with this oh, week in New Zealand uh, 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 setup that they have right now. Drop their nuts. I like this that. weakened New Zealand setup that they have right now. New Zealand is not the same team that they have been in the We're past. We're talking this about England a... and Australia here. Australia rival New Zealand. Australia use England as a show of what they will do to New Zealand to take sorry, over. My... Does this really have to be this explained? This Mitch, I'm sorry. I... <laughs> I'm so stupid. I am really stupid. I, I have to apologize. Get it. That drop a nut. I... I... <laughs> I got to drop some nuts. I got to tip my cap to Nate, who's actually wearing a cap, and say that I think Australia is on the uh, front foot, as they say, on the other side of the pond. And I think Australia is going to beat the little tyrants team. Ireland going down to New Zealand to face the All Blacks, who are heavily stricken by COVID to the point that we have to ask the question, John, is Joe Schmidt going to Wally Pip Ian Foster because of COVID? And maybe you explain that to our foreign friends and gift who don't know what that means. One of the greatest first basemen of all time took over first base for the Yankees when Wally Pip did not make the lineup that day. The magnificent Lou Gehrig, part of Murderer's Row with the babe. The Iron Horse. I think there's a chance of that. However, I think it's a bigger chance that Ireland comes down and actually covers the points. You got too much COVID going on down there. You don't know. You got a coach that's stepping in. Don't know who the players are that's going to be able to play with the way COVID obviously is so unpredictable. I would not bet on a team that's having COVID issues. Ireland getting 10 and a half from New Zealand. Go with Ireland and the points. You've got a bunch of young guys that haven't had an opportunity to be all blacks yet. Uh, you got a coach who hasn't had an opportunity to coach the All Blacks yet. You know, it's not like they're just average players that have never played rugby before. They're all like professional, great rugby players. They're on the verge of being All Blacks and being the next big thing. Watching the way that uh, the Crusaders and the Blues played that final last week, I think that there's uh, you could put either one of those sides out to beat Ireland right now. New Zealand has dealt with a lot of distractions this this last few months. You know, we talk about COVID already. Uh, we forget about the fight that they've been having about rugby from the business side and soon from the player side. That being said, I think Ireland is in a much better place. Ireland is going to get the beat the spread on this one and possibly get the win. Ten and a half is a lot of points on the road. New Zealand's got that COVID thing going on. I think it's a lot of points. I think Ireland covers the points and New Zealand wins. All right, guys, because we have time constraints, we only can weigh in with picks 
on the remaining matches. Let's start off with France in Tokyo versus Japan. Japan getting 14 points, Nate. France. France will win and cover. France will win and cover. John. Six Nations is any uh, idea of how good France is. France wins and covers. And gift. Yeah, no. France has just been spectacular. It's what happens when you have diversity and talent, for real. I'm going to concur. I think we're unanimous. All five of us want France. The next one, Wales down to Pretoria versus South Africa. South Africa minus 19 and a half. What the f*** is going on with Wales that they've fallen that far? Nate, what's your pick? Wales cover. South Africa win. So you're getting sucked in to that Wales can't be that bad thing. Yep. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, I think I thought Wales were all right. A lot of pride in Wells, and I just think they're going to go down. They're going to play. They're going to play a decent game. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they're going to cover. I, I love my Welsh people, but uh, you guys have a lot of stuff happening up in Wales right now that's too distracting. Uh, I'm going to look at South Africa to get the points and the win, and just kind of maul over this Welsh team. I think Wales got to cover. I mean, I, I'm I'm with you guys, John and 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 Nate. I, they this is the last time though. If I if if they can't be that bad. They cannot be that bad. It is a long trip, but, you know, the players were playing in the URC, so they were going back and forth to South Africa anyway, so they, they are accustomed to that. <clears throat> I, I, I can't see them being that bad, so I'm going to take those points. Then Scotland and Argentina, and it's Argentina, the hosts, minus four and a half, Nate. I think Argentina win. Cover the spread? Yeah, they'll cover it. I think Argentina win by six. Los Pumas, John. Yeah, Argentina is too big and too physical. And you look at Scotland, I thought they were a disappointment uh, in the Six Nations. Uh, I hope they get the, together more, but uh, I'm going with Argentina and the points. No, you know what? I give it to Scotland. I feel like they're going to come back from this Whoa. terrible Six Nations. Whoa! Scotland getting the points. Not the win, but keeping it close. Two-point difference. Argentina's got too much happening there. Again, the country is just riddled by inflation. People are thinking about too many different things. All right. So you're, you're taking Scotland with the points. Is, is Scotland going to win as well? Or are they just going to cover? I, the... I, I don't think Scotland will win. I, so I think it's going to be a close point. match. Yeah. All right. Fine. <laughs> so you're taking Scotland with the points. Inflation down there, mate. Are you, lonely, are you lonely not picking a Steve Lewis team this week? Well, so look, the Scots, <laughs> whenever they go to Italy, the Scots like to party. Uh, you know, it's sunshine, you know, get out of Scotland. It's great. They, they, they're, there's always great video of those guys partying, despite the fact that they're not supposed to be putting out video of them partying. I can't imagine them not being worse than they are in Italy in Argentina. I think Argentina beats them by more than the four and a half points. So go John. <laughs> That's not nice. He's Scottish, isn't he? Yes. On that note, yes. I want to I thank Mr. Nate Osborne, Mr. John Bradshaw, yeah. Layfield, the WWE legend, Johnny Spoons. He won the spoon competition no, outright this year. He's the big winner. Gift yeah, Day Bailey on your head. Second place, second's first loser. First, and yours no, truly. No, 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 no. I first place. For everything, please check uh, out our other shows, including MLR Weekly and the College Rugby Wrap Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. The show please sign up newsletter and please, please, please join our American Red oh, Cross oh. donor team. Are we done? <laughs>
Hey, boy, he's going to be back. Freaking billboard. <laughs> going to be back. <laughs>